Well, welcome back. Welcome back to Pierre's Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Pierre Mayo. And as always, it is a delight to be with you guys. Hey, listen, today we'll be kicking off a new series entitled Redemption 2.0. And uh, we're going to be jumping into that shortly. But before we do, I want to invite you to prayerfully consider how you can be a blessing uh, to those that uh, listen to this ministry. Again, we cannot do this without your support. We need your financial support as well as also your prayers to be able to reach this dying world. You know, it's a lot of lost people out there, a lot of people that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. And so uh, it's our responsibility to reach them. And guess what? You can help us do that. All right. So prayerfully consider for more information, go to pierrespodcast.com. That's pierrespodcast.com. P-I-E-R-R-E-S podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. All right. Without further ado, we're going to jump into today's message. Hebrews 9, 11 through 14 says, So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurities. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. I want to talk today as we kick off this new series about the blood of the lamb and its redemptive power. I like to call it Redemption 2.0. As we examine these passages, we come across a very powerful statement from the author about how we should see the perfection in Christ. I want to give us clarity on these important verses. See, when the fall of man had taken place, all that was good became corrupted. There was no longer a viable connection between man and God. Man needed an atonement at one with God. An atonement is at one with God. So God uses animal skins to cover up the sinfulness of Adam and Eve. And the animals he used were pure and innocent. They were flawless. This becomes the ongoing theme throughout the Old Testament. Man sins, and then man makes a sacrifice with innocence. On and on and on we see this. It's called sanctification through purification. However, much like an update to a computer system, it keeps getting more and more sophisticated 
it keeps getting more and more complicated. The problem is with these advances, you introduce system bugs. So then you need more updates. The problem with animal sacrifice is that people sinned all the time, which means they needed to atone with God all the time. But this only happened once a year. Leviticus 16:34. In other words, the warranty was good for only a year. So each year you had to come back and renew. You had to re-atone. Well, as this becomes more and more advanced, this introduces more and more problems. In other words, think of it like more bugs. So, what do I do if my husband gets sick and can't make the travel to atone for our family's sins? What if we don't have enough money to make this journey from our hometown? What if our sacrifice isn't spotless? Because remember, the animals had to be perfect. They had to be flawless. Will God accept that offering? And the list goes on and on and on and on. Remember, all of Israel must do this. God expects all of his remnant to do this. Do you see the problem in this? Do you see the flaws in it? Do you see the bugs in the software? Well, fast forward. After all of the prophecies and attempts to eliminate, Christ dies, rises and ascends to heaven, and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. The author is pointing this out to the Hebrews who are newly converts, who are still wanting to make sacrifices to God with an old model. Listen, there are some of you all who are still stuck with the old model. You've updated the software again and again and again. They don't even support that raggedy old thing anymore. But you say, I like my old computer. It knows me and I know it. But the thing about it is, is that there is a better one out there. Same in your relationship with God. God has better for you if you accept his gift. This is why Jesus came in to disrupt. Because everyone was content with the old model. People were no longer following the code. And it was full of issues and viruses. So when Jesus tossed the temple and called them thieves, he was not trying to tell them, I am about to reboot the system. No. That was an indication to let them know it's time for a new system and I'm going to write the perfect code. No bugs, no issues, no viruses, and most importantly, no upgrades. It is already perfect. Can you imagine buying one computer for your entire life and needing to never ever replace it or update it or do any of the things we have to do with our computers today? <laughs> So, Jesus makes the ultimate sacrifice and is the perfect sacrifice without blemish. He's sinless, Hebrews 9.11. So he is the perfect priest and the perfect lamb for an imperfect people, us. He goes before the Father on our behalf in the true holy of holies and says to the Father, I will pay the price 
so that their redemption is permanent. Hebrews 9 and 12. No man-made temple that will decay and have issues over time where things wear out. No, this is heaven guaranteed. Then Christ reminds us and the Father, Father, they have insurance, my blood. Hebrews 9, 13 through 14. In other words, they are covered. They will sin and fall short, but in the end, amidst all their shortcomings, they have Jesus' care. They are covered by the best insurance policy that money can't buy because it's free and it doesn't cost us anything. All it costs is their faith to believe in me that I have redeemed them. See, Redemption 2.0 is free to all of mankind. You just have to want to get on God's plan. That's all it is. Romans 5, 16 through 18 says it best like this. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Romans 8 and 3 says the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God made declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. John 3, 16 through 19 says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. Hebrews 10, 26-27, Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only 
the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. See, the price Jesus paid for our redemption was terrible indeed. When we think of the extreme suffering he endured to purchase our freedom from sin's penalties, our hearts should overflow with love for him. Think about all that he did for you. Picture that in your mind. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He laid his life down for all the sins of mankind. No matter how great your sin was, or no matter how great your sin is, and even so, no matter how great your sin will be in the future, he paid the ultimate price for all a man's sins. You just have to accept the free gift that he has given you. I want to close with this last thought. God's love for you is real. You just have to accept the free gift that he has given you freely. You have to be willing to walk in faith and believe that he paid the ultimate price for you. There's nothing good you can do to get you into heaven. The only thing you can do is accept by faith that you are a sinner and that you need God's love and grace in your life. Well, listen, we're going to close for today. Thank you for joining us as always. And we hope this message was a blessing to you. Find it in your heart through prayer to ask the Lord what you can do to help us to continue to further this message of freedom to a world that needs to hear it. We cannot do it without you. We need your support financially and through prayers. And as always, like and subscribe to Pierre's podcast on Facebook, as well as Pastor Pierre Mail on YouTube. For more information on Pierre's podcast, visit our website at www.pierrespodcast.com. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. God bless. We love you. And you have been listening to Pierce Podcast. Bye-bye.